You're listening to From the Field, a podcast helping ministry leaders think differently, thrive personally, and lead thoughtfully. Welcome to From the Field. My name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, and the founder of Telio, a care and formation ministry for pastors. My name is Tyler Drabitz. I'm the executive pastor at Ridgeline, and I also lead a company called MyXP, where we provide remote executive pastor support to churches around the country. Learn more at myxp.church. Really feels like uh, the seasons are changing. It's like what? nice outside. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm feeling COVID positive. Not like I'm positive with COVID. Uh huh. That's a weird. Yeah, that was I'm, a weird way to say it. Yep. But I feel like. I mean, they they are. That's that's what happens. What? I, I'm what, just, what do you mean? What's that's what happens? Well, it's just that time of the year where the seasons are changing. Yeah, but it kind of felt like the long winter. Oh, that would yeah. not end. COVID would not end. Oh, okay, it's got just it. been. I, I got you, you now. Know I'm just saying? like, you're like, it kind of feels like the seasons are changing. Yeah. Not kind of. Like there's real movies it's coming back. Do you remember actually, like really through like the bulk of 2020, really into 2021? Only Liam Neeson was in any movie. And like and they were you terrible. would go on the trailers app on Apple mm-hmm. TV and it just looked like these are all home movies. Yep. That's who's getting, getting putting trailers out. There was <laughs> no real movies. A lot of actors and actresses might be broke. Liam Neeson's still He's doing, doing all right. Great. He was He's like, a, he was in everything. He must have, I don't know his personal position, but for whatever reason, he was still able to film them. He so was doing good. He must not have cared. All right, on that note. Yes. When you think of this, I want to phrase the question. Right? All right. What, uh, what upcoming piece of media, so it could be like a streaming show or a movie, mm-hmm. so there's a bunch of stuff coming out. What what's Oof. What's upcoming that you're most excited about? Would have probably been most helpful to have a little heads up. I don't do the I same thing I literally thought of this 13 seconds oh, okay, ago. Okay, cool. Yeah. I... I don't do the same thing as you where I like watch all the things and like know what's coming up. So unless it's like Disney plus putting something up, which I don't even pay attention to that. So really right now I'm most excited about the next episode of we crashed. Um, Oh yeah. That's Apple uh, plus, right? Yeah. It's Apple plus. It's the, we work like it's following the story, but it's dramatized. It's got Anne Hathaway and Jared Jared Leto and it's fantastic. And, I have not looked in to see like how much of it they feel like is, you know, it's based on a true story, yeah. but there's so is it a lot of sim- similar in sense, like to the Facebook movie, social network where it was like, was the story, but there yeah. was some debate about yeah, how exactly. accurate well, it And was. I'm sure that it's one person's you know, point of view, probably exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. But is we is, work a thing. Do they still exist? Yes. But I mean, they went from a valuation of, 14 billion or I don't know something insane Mm -hmm. to almost nothing almost overnight (laughs) and that's the whole like we crash and so far it's only like three episodes in and it's basically because this guy he just kept saying and again whether or not he Mm -hmm. ever said this to a person or Jared Leto says it because it's in the script Mm -hmm. he just kept keeps talking about being bigger than Amazon a bit and I'm like this guy really thought a co-working space would be bigger (laughs) than Amazon like Amazon everyone needs Amazon Amazon not everyone needs food and necessities i don't that was foolish i got it i got a space so i don't know i think if i had to pick one there's a there's a lot of stuff coming out but Mm -hmm. i'm pretty pumped about obi-wan kenobi yeah i've been seeing little like blips and one sheets and things like that have you actually seen the trailer yet no oh man it looks great 
I didn't love him as Obi-Wan Kenobi to begin with, so okay. it'll be well, interesting. Thanks for coming today. This is oh, the wow. end. <laughs> this you is the end him. of From the Field. Right. You didn't like him as Obi-Wan Kenobi? Nah, I don't know. Hmm. It just is all right. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, it's just, I don't, I don't know where we go from here. All right. Well, then, with that, I'm going to drink a loud drink. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just all the ice. All right. So we're, we're going to talk today about, um, we've, uh, we've kind of been in this place where it's felt like you're trying to walk a tight, tight rope of sort. I think anyone that planted inside of the last three or four years mm-hmm. will probably relate to this where it was like, we launched, we had yeah. a good year and a half ish yeah. run, lots of momentum. We really feel like things were clicking. And then all of a sudden it was just like hard stop. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, start, stop, start, stop. It was mm-hmm. just real, but it really felt like it, to me, it's felt like a kind of a two year holding pattern yeah. where anything that we planned to do, some other variant would come up and ruin it and we couldn't do it. And so, so now some the, place, of the things we did, like, I remember we had a church picnic that was just yeah, I think the we most about that. painfully awkward oh, experience yeah. ever. So, canceled another one because of pollution. So <laughs> that's also true. So it kind of feels like this tightrope where we need to rebuild mm-hmm. a lot and the tension in the whole thing is, and we're also trying to honor the fact that people are still very worn out. Yeah. Like the last two years were not imaginary. It's taken a significant toll on people. So sure. how do you rebuild when people are like, so many people are still barely doing the minimum to survive in life. Sure. And even the way most are engaging or many are engaging with your church is very infrequently. Yeah, totally. So then you're like, I don't know what I can even ask. Like, like even sometimes if I'm going to ask you about something next week, Mm -hmm. I have this pause because I'm like the assumption someone's coming next week is not a great assumption. No, it's not. (laughs) Not at all. So, so one of the things, uh, and we're going to kind of talk about some lessons that we learned through this, but we just had, um, our first admin meeting is what we call it. We've got, what do we, what do we, how many do we have? Uh, is there technically, cause we've got some couples that serve administrative roles yep. for us. Is there eight total? Mm-hmm. There's 10 people in the group and that includes me and you. So, two, okay, cool. Yeah, so there's eight. eight total. So these are people that provide, uh, administrative support slash leadership in certain areas Mm -hmm. in our church. So children's ministry, worship, squads, teaching now is another one, all of these different areas. And so I wanted to get these people together to, to begin to have like, how do we begin to like take some hills and get some stuff done? Sure. And, um, we were collectively very, I think we went in with pretty low expectations Mm -hmm. around like, I barely wanted to go. Yeah. I, I strongly sensed from you that you really, and I mean, and also I don't think it's even worth joking about like, seriously, and I think it was totally fair. I think you really went in feeling like this is an absolute waste of time. Sure. And in your defense, we have had a handful of meetings over the last two years sure. trying to do stuff that have proven to be a total waste of time because sure. we could not do it. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of uh, wasted time on Easter planning meetings. <laughs> totally. I don't know if I can have another one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I need to have an Easter that we meet at, yep. and then I'll plan the next We've one. done no planning for this Easter. Mm, it's going to nope. be a service, and we're hoping to baptize some people. Yeah. I barely want to talk about it because I feel like every yeah. time we talk about a service planning thing, it sparks another variant. Well, and we've got, we're going to do a Good Friday here at our ministry center. Maybe. And, uh, yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But even uh, one of our admins who helps, she was like, 
uh, do we have anyone serving or setting up or passing out communion or anything? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> That seems like, and her response was, uh, Easter's still a few weeks away. We'll figure that problem out That's later. Right. So yeah, pretty much. So if you're from Ridgeline and listening and willing to serve, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> thankfully, what we walked away pretty surprised by was how uh, how much energy people did respond with. Mm-hmm. That by and large, it seemed to be pretty refreshing to people. Yeah. Not, not, because uh, I kind of, I uh, what my anticipation was was that you were right and that people were going to have to like be drug up the hill. Totally. And maybe be helpful. <laughs> I like it. In general, that should always be what you anticipate. I'm right. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Unless it's about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, here we go. And uh, that's going to stay with us for a while. That's a, that's a fresh wound. <laughs> so, so people really responded well uh-huh. and, and it has been, I think what I was surprised by was how refreshing it seemed to be for this group in general, that it t- t- for all of us to feel like, all right, we're kind of like back at it. Sure. And that was helpful. And I guess I would say like, cause you said, you know, by and large people responded well. And I just want to like tease that out a little bit because I didn't think anyone would be like, boo, yeah. let's not do that. I assumed everyone would be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. And then do and nothing. go home and never do totally. anything. And even once the meeting was over, um, people stayed. And mm-hmm. that's not really our vibe here. Mm-hmm. Usually something's over and it's like a tumbleweed rolls through within about 30 seconds. Yeah. And so people like stayed and talked to people other than me about their needs. And yeah. that, and I, we've had several meetings since the meeting yep. with these people individually of like, how can I, how should I, what can I, I've got yeah. some on my calendar. And none of it was driven by me. I mean, I made myself available. Yep. And then people were like, let's do that. But. And then scheduled and showed up. There hasn't been any begging to like. Oh, no. When, what do I have to do to get like. I haven't done anything. 15 minutes to meet with you. Yeah. And so I think kind of the big idea that we're going to discuss today is, is that sometimes refreshment comes through meaningful work to run after together. Yeah. So, um, every, like the last two years have happened. A lot Mm -hmm. of people are really worn out. And Mm -hmm. I think our assumption has largely been, well, I guess time, rest, and low expectations is -hmm. is kind of the way, is the only way through. Sure. And I would say some of that's absolutely true. Sure. Um, And I think providing a little bit of focus and really re-clarifying why what we are, are all trying to build together is meaningful has actually seemed to inject new life and energy into the people who are participating. Totally. And the degree to which that has been true has been surprising to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even your comment about like operating as though everyone's tired. And I think that's still wise. Like we're not like, you know, changing course and telling everyone like have meetings and like, you know, smack people around Mm -hmm. or anything like that. I mean, I had a conversation with uh, someone just the other day who was commenting on, they have gone through COVID largely like, I've even had conversations with this person a few times about how they just felt pretty unaffected. Like life was fine and this Mm -hmm. and that. And then just the other day they were like, I'm starting to, I'm starting to see some things. Mm -hmm. And what's challenging about that is the reason you have to be sensitive to the fact that you know, everyone could, cause you just don't know. And, right. and that's a great example of like, I feel ready to begin the path out of this, even mentally, all of the, and for, for sure, for real, I'd like it to be a literal endemic, yeah. you know, not and the pretend the, one. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> endless demic would be better. But, 
this individual is just starting that journey. Right. And just like like seeing how it has weighed and all of that. And that's going to be surprising, especially mm-hmm. to do it in a different order than maybe others. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So let's just, we're going to talk about just kind of five lessons, observations about like that have, we've, we've come to uh, debriefing after this meeting and what we're seeing kind of <clears throat> take place at Ridgeline. Does that make yeah, sense? Absolutely. Got to be the sloppiest way to have just set that up. I couldn't get any words to come out. I think I just had a stroke in okay, real time. Cool. Okay. So five lessons. The first one's this, uh, make sure the mission is meaningful, like whatever it is that mm-hmm. you're inviting people into and, and that people understand why. One thing I really believe, especially when it comes to communication, but leadership as well, is that assumption is the enemy. Mm-hmm. Assuming people know. So like I've, I see that sometimes with uh, preachers and teachers, that they make assumptions that people understand what they're talking about. And meanwhile, people are like, they have no clue what you're talking about. So assumption is the enemy. So we should never, underst- uh, never assume that people understand why ministry is meaningful. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and so I think we, as leaders, it is our job to make sure that people do understand that it's that it's meaningful. Because sometimes, like sometimes, ministry just feels hard to people. Mm-hmm. Like it feels laborious. And I had this funny experience. My son Ryder has, has started playing drums mm-hmm. with us, and so he's played two two months in a row now. Like one one time uh, each month. The yeah. first time, um, I brought him. He still is learning like, how to set the kid up. Yeah. So basically, he plays drums and I'm his drum tech mm-hmm. and get to preach yeah, and cool. do all that. So I came early mm-hmm. to help with setup. <clears throat> and there's the first one. It's like freezing outside. And we're rolling the cases in. And, uh, and meanwhile, this is like, I mean, I've set up hundreds of services at oh, this sure. point in my life. Mm-hmm. And we're rolling in, and he's like, "Golly, this is so fun, Dad. Do you do you do you guys ever get tired of this?" And I was like, "100%. <laughs> After one time, 100%. Oh man, that's amazing. But he was just so pumped about. It. And then the second time he played, yeah. we were tearing down. He's like, "You were right. I don't want to tear down. I just want to go home." <laughs> so we made it two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, great. But I think Ooh. because of that, like. It sometimes it does just feel hard. It yeah. does like I met with a guy this week who is going through lots of stuff in their family, really significant trial, and he told me like coming to church feels like another thing on my plate. Mm. One more thing I have to get done. Sure. Which it is, but mm-hmm. there was an opportunity to remind this person and here's why this is not the same right. as just sitting on the couch and binging yet another Netflix show right. even though you're tired there is more benefit to this sure so i think we have to make the connection for people and that is the leader's job yeah. to help remind people why we like why what we're doing is meaningful which is how we started the meeting of just helping people understand like we and I, I believe this that that the role that Ridgeline plays in the Salt Lake Valley is very very important. Absolutely. We have a unique combination of priorities and values that I don't believe every church, and I'm thankful for every church in the valley. But we're not all the same. Yep. We don't have all the same values and priorities. Sure, the unique combination of values and priorities that we have makes what we do in this valley very important, and and it's important to continue to remind people of, of why that is. Yeah. And I think, uh, to remind people 
especially because through this season, it's really easy to have forgotten. Yeah. And I think sometimes you might feel like, well, I mean, the people you're choosing for admins or any sort of like leadership-esque role Mm -hmm. are people who like get it. And they might, but I don't know. Even for me, sometimes it was hard to remember, especially when like uh, we went through that whole stitch of time in which church was you recording Mm-hmm. on your phone alone on Saturday morning mm-hmm. and me piecing it together and getting it posted for so, like mm-hmm. that, that. That doesn't feel that didn't super feel churchy meaningful. to me. No. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone to church for a long time mm-hmm. and that just did not. And, and so I think there are things like that, that have just started to feel like going through the motions and like, all right, I guess it's Sunday. So it's church time, but to try to like pitch people and cast a vision for, uh, there are things that are worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just have to like knock off the dust. A and little I, bit. I think it's really important to like have front of mind to how disorienting and, and clouding, uh, fatigue is yeah. like, like even think about when you wake up in the morning and you are like physically like you're tired, you didn't mm-hmm. sleep well. Yeah. Like there, I had one day this week. I did not sleep well the night before I woke up. It was like seven 30 in the morning. And I was like, hmm, I'm I apparently going to feel depressed today. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and you I just feel it. Yeah. yeah. And you just know, like there's probably no shaking this. This is just, I just need to get through this day and yeah. get a good night's sleep. But when you think about, two years of difficulty that has been fatiguing, it's very difficult for people to be able to see in the midst of that why this is still meaningful. Sure. So remind them. Yeah, absolutely. I think the next one that's really important is uh, don't lean on lazy people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that, um, you know, it's really important. We've always tried very hard to honor people in the seasons where they can't serve or their capacity is diminished. So, you know, people like single parents, uh, because you have a job that gets in your way, uh, mental health issues and all of that. And so I'm not necessarily talking about that, like people who just don't have the margin for capacity. But sometimes some people are just lazy. Mm-hmm. Like some people, it, like it doesn't matter if the work is meaningful. It, it like they just and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm gonna be forty in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and I've just started to wonder if I'm already a crotchety old man. Because yep. for some reason, full disclosure, it sort of feels like younger people uh-huh. uh, fit this yeah. bill a little bit more. Like in your defense, you've like, been a crotchety old man since you were about fourteen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't have a lawn to yell at kids to get off of. <laughs> believe you, you got me, a balcony. Believe you me. I would. (laughs) I'm going to go. If if you need someone to chase kids off your lawn, give me a call. I'm available. Uh, But I, no, I just think that, um, and and some people, you just know that. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's not that you're going to stop believing the best in those people, but a little bit, just stop believing that, that one conversation is going to change a lifetime of like poor behavior. And I think that if they're always kind of you know, half baking things. If, if anything you've asked to do is like 10% done and left for 90% you or that kind mm-hmm. of, just like recognize that's probably not someone to lean on. That doesn't mean they can't come to your church. That doesn't mean they can't serve on a team. But when you start thinking about who am I going to try to offload some of the things that are on my plate to so that they can be a part of what's going on, it's just time to like remove their name from that list. Yeah. And there's probably some people that uh, some of our pastors that are listening here have tried over and over and mm-hmm. over again and to just think if I can just help them understand the importance of what this is they will behave differently and like I have I've done that like really this is like a little little sermon to myself mm-hmm. I do that constantly and it is just time to say you know what I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call that person anymore yeah because it, because there probably is some way in which they can participate 
yeah. in a way that they can feel good about and doesn't annoy you. <laughs> For sure. And so find, like, identify what that is. I think that the, like, the, the frustration and the dissonance comes when you're trying to get someone to step up into a capacity that they just either don't want to or they can't like, and that's where it like when it, like it's not, I think it's a great point. You said that like there is a meaningful way for everyone to be able to serve in some capacity. But when it comes to like, as we pull these admins together, these are the people we're looking at to say, we need to do the work to rebuild. Yeah. And you can't like rebuild with people who just don't want to work. Right. Yeah. Some people just really don't want to work. And, to, you know, I, I think it's important to keep in mind, like, even from the concept of, like, the body of Christ and we're all different parts and all of that, yep. I think that it's a huge leadership fail to assume everyone should aspire to different levels of leadership. I remember a church that we uh, were a part of in the past, and as we got there, there was, like, a leadership ladder, and everyone was on yeah. their way up the ladder, but if you weren't a certain thing, then it, like, I mean, there was, like, rankings, and it was mm-hmm. just very <laughs> Dude, did you ever ridiculous. see, did you ever see the show with Aaron Paul? That was on, I think it was a Hulu show about the cult Uh and the whole thing. I was watching that show while at that church Uh, and this cult was built around trying to climb this ladder. (laughs) And I was like, oh. But, and everyone wanted to know like where you were at on your ladder. And it was just like, you know what? And and some people are like a real good cog, you know, just let them, let them do their part and that's it. And, and recognize you might have to send somebody behind them to make sure they didn't leave anything out. Yeah. And that's just... It is what it is, man. Mm-hmm. And probably don't make that your first hire. Yeah. But <laughs> right. otherwise, uh, you know, God loves them too. So should you. And don't put yourself in a place where you're going to uh, jeopardize the relationship you have with them by asking them to step into. Uh, I had a leader at Starbucks who referred to it as your highest level of incompetency. Mm. So don't invite people into something that you're pretty sure they're not going to be able to do. Yeah, that's really good. I also like the framing of that in a relational context that you really do risk damaging relationship. Absolutely. That's super important over trying to force people into something that they're just not going to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Here's another one. I know that you'll have a lot to probably to speak into. (laughs) Uh, Choose titles wisely. So if you think about, so we've been talking about these admit, these admins that we have. We've chosen those that title very carefully because it, it I never cease to be amazed at how little authority it can take to go to a person's head. Yeah. Give people like the tiniest bit of power, the mm-hmm. tiniest bit of like what, it, and, and all of a sudden you're like, you have a monster on your hand. Like you'd think that they were like this Trumpian figure trying to run the world. And the truth is like, you have, you have like this tiny little bit of, of, of influence and authority and you've turned into a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would say, choose the titles. This is why we've, and you can talk a little bit more to like why we go with like the, the admin mm-hmm. versus some of the other options. Yeah. But I would say a big, big thing that you are like trying to assess with people before you would title them with anything is do they find any amount of identity in this area of service? People who find their identity in it, like the reason that's so, and obviously like there's theological significance, our identity should be in Christ and all of that is real for sure. And 
I'm just talking like when you, when someone finds their identity in the fact that they are the trailer driver. Yeah. That's it. And then, you know, they are a nightmare to the people around them. And you say, Hey, I need you to take a step back from this. Mm -hmm. And then you've taken their identity from them. Like totally. So just being really discerning about that on the front end, I think is really important. So talk a little, like, I don't even remember how we arrived at admin as the title. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think part of what we, uh, part of how we landed on it was thinking through what we wanted them to do. Cause mm -hmm. I think even if you are like, so if you, as you think about uh, all of this and even talking to the people and pitching them on it, I think uh, I got a response from somebody. So I'm kind of in charge of this area. And even that, I don't love that mm -hmm. vernacular yeah. cause cause you're in charge of making sure the area is supported. And, yeah, um, that's good. That doesn't necessarily mean that you like have the authority to boss anyone or, yeah. you know, and I think there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, I think it does sometimes go to people's heads. I think sometimes then as the church or as the, the staff team, you're responsible for how someone has treated someone else mm -hmm. because you've appointed them to a role that maybe they shouldn't have been That's in good. and that kind of thing. Uh, so I think there's that. I think for the people who serve on that team, it immediately sort of seems like, ah, that's the person who I can just like text on Sunday morning that I'm not coming and they have to figure it out and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And so it also, because one of the, one of our hesitations to doing this, so the reason that we've taken so long is uh, we really have a very interesting dynamic at Ridgeline and that we don't have much of anything for formal leadership mm -hmm. outside of the roles that you and I fill, mm -hmm. but we have a high level of investment. And mm -hmm. I think that we went about this church differently than the other ones we've been a part of. And I really love that. So here's an example. If you're listening um, and you have, you know, you schedule people and all of that, inevitably you have people that just don't show up mm -hmm. or people that forgot or so on and so forth. We've almost never had that happen at all mm -hmm. in the year that we've been here. And I remember at our previous church, I mean, I feel like weekly there was someone who wouldn't show up. I started scheduling extras to account for that. And the number of times I had to talk with someone and remove them from the team, not in a punitive way, but it was just like, listen, if calendaring and all, like mm -hmm. if that's not something you can do, we just, we rely on you. So mm -hmm. you can't be scheduled to serve if you can't show up. Mm -hmm. And we've had so little of that. And I think part of it is because everyone knows like, who are they going to call? I mean, me or you, but they recognize we're busy and have lots of responsibilities. And so I think even as we did this and presented it to the church, making sure that they know like this is kind of your go-to or mm -hmm. the person you reach out for support, but it's not like, it's not the person who's like end all be all in this area. And mm -hmm. I think that that's really important. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple, I know that we've said this in like podcasts past, but I'm just going to throw this out here. As you think of those admin titles and you put some people in these roles, please don't have the first thing you do be to create them an email oh, address yeah. at your church account. It just, uh, for whatever reason, and I have had this experience multiple times over multiple different situations where even if someone resigns from the role, the moment you like take, take that email. email away, yeah. it's very salty for them. They yeah. just feel like, well, you know, and it's it, it's kind of like well, once you're done with college, you don't get the college email address anymore. Mm -hmm. And so this is similar to that. But I think like, and people can just email, you know, before I would say, well, it just doesn't seem professional to mm -hmm. email somebody at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who cares? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, we just created buttons in our happen so you don't even care what their email address yeah. is you hit the button and it i mean if you're, still, email. if you're still using juno that's embarrassing yeah well that is is that still a thing sure. uh i don't know the can answer you have to a that. juno account 
Uh, I don't know. I think that might have been my first personal, like, post-college, I think Juno was probably my first email address. Yeah. I had something called Kid Desk or Kids Desk, and you could only message, like, I could only send messages to other people on that computer with it, so it was my brothers and sisters. (laughs) But we would send messages back and forth, and we'd argue over who should be on the computer to send each other a message. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway. I I do want to give one, like, real-time example of what you are looking for. Okay. So we have... so like going back to this, like people's identity being bound up mm-hmm. in this. And then when you take stuff and move it and it changes, then people flip out. Yeah. But we have uh, a woman named Brianne who's for sure listening. Yeah. She's, uh, I think one of seven people who listens every week faithfully. <laughs> <Yep>. <clears throat> we do this just for you. But um, she had been our admin over squads for a couple mm-hmm. of months. Now, when we originally envisioned that administrative role, we were having these kind of larger scale trainings. Sure. You know, we did two rounds of it where we had 30, 40 people come. Yeah. And it was very teaching centric. Yeah. Teaching and like, and then like people practicing it and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But she is a professor. She has uh, a lot of experience in facilitation and in teaching. And so we thought this is a great fit for that. Well, we've changed the way that we go about getting people in squads, equipping them for squads, and it no longer needs that. Now it's a very like highly relational following up, checking in thing. Sure. And so uh, at the same time, we have also needed some help. I've needed some help administratively in the teaching area. scheduling teaching labs with the teaching calendar, keeping all that stuff up to date. And so we thought she would be exceptional at that. But I was a little nervous about it because, again, anytime you shift someone, you're like, oh, sure. I have learned over the last couple of decades, like, you just (laughs) never know, man. (laughs) Like, And so I didn't even have, just because of some scheduling stuff, I didn't even have a time before this admin meeting that was coming up to, like, sit and have a long, like, here's why this is good. Here's why this Mm -hmm. is like, I literally had, like, a 30-second conversation at the end of our happy hour. And Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, here's what's going on with squads. I'm going to start this. I need a teaching admin. Here's, like, three things that it will be. And, and literally her response was whatever you need. Like, I just want to be able to help serve. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is, these are people that you could build with. Sure. Is, and, and, and that I think is the mentality that you're looking for in in any sort that makes me feel much more comfortable with other kinds of titling like leader is I want to know that ultimately this person is there to serve. Yeah. It's yeah. There to move the mission forward. However, that's best figured out. And, and what I appreciate is I think what's interesting is what that does then is create and instead of creating an environment where you're like, Oh man, well that person's just like Mm -hmm. utility player. I'm going to use them. However, it creates an environment where it causes me to feel like I can trust them with even more. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the point that I was trying to make. And I think that's really good because when you're, uh, it's almost like if there were Bible verses about how if you're faithful with a little that you sure. can be given more. Sure. Humble and, yourself uh, <laughs> and you'll be lifted up yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. she was great about that. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, another thing that I think is really important is to set digestible goals. Uh, you cannot... Um, come with a mm-hmm. 16, you know, SWOT analysis and smart goals and all of your, anyone who's like, you know, watched a master class on some <laughs> entrepreneur or used to, ha- you know, has an MBA or yeah. was in a secular world, you'd like, you bring your, like all your stuff. As a matter of fact, uh, I've even developed something that came from that type of environment. Mm-hmm. We call it a quarter meal 
quarterly ministry review, and it's basically someone who takes the the mission and vision and figures out how do they apply it to their ministry area. They've got to come up with some goals. They've got to come up with how they're going to measure those goals and, and a time frame, and then you present it to the room, and then the next quarter, you review that. What did you and didn't you do? There's some accountability for that, and you set goals for the next quarter. There's check-in. It's a whole thing that's mm-hmm. brilliant, and it's just horribly misguided for right now. And you're not going to say this, but the bullets on the screen <laughs> that we're using for notes, I proposed that we do that yes. about a month ago. Uh-huh. And what came out of like, and you were very like generous in the way that you talked about it, but basically we're like, yeah, that would be a huge mistake because it was going to be, it is a phenomenal tool. It is a phenomenal way to lead and to manage and to, yeah. to build and to move forward. And people are tired. It yeah. is way too much right now. Yeah. It, it would just feel overwhelming and daunting. Even the process for like just getting the presentation ready yeah. is a lot of work. I yeah. mean, where I got it from my time at Starbucks, I mean, people would stress out during their presentations and inevitably one or two people would break down and cry. I mean, it was yeah. a whole thing. <laughs> Obviously in your ministry situation, you don't want to do that, but it's just a lot. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, setting digestible goals. But the other thing that I've taken from this is you came in with some goal ideas for people that were mm-hmm. very digestible mm-hmm. and largely we let them drive. What do they want their goals to be? Now we had a few people like, you know, our new squads uh, team, mm-hmm. they like had just learned about this. And so yeah. they're like, I don't even know what goals should be. Cause I'm yeah. not sure the status or anything like yep. that. So in that case, there was some help with that. But outside of that, um, I've been really, really impressed with the goals that have been set. And they're not too lofty. I think mm-hmm. I think I probably would not have asked for the same things if I was if it was gonna be like top down. So mm-hmm. if we were gonna say, here's your goal, even though it's digestible, that's what you should go do. Um, and so I think not only do you need to set digestible goals, but obviously invite people into that goal setting because they might surprise you. Yeah. Which is our next point. It is. Yeah. We'll, f- we'll finish up with this. <laughs> yeah. Which is is to let people surprise you. I think it's really easy in ministry the longer uh, that you're in, and especially if you're struggling with your own fatigue, to become super cynical. Mm-hmm. Or at best to think like, I know exactly how this is going to go. Yeah. You know, because- Which is exactly what went through. I was just like, I can't. Yeah. I can't like watch this show again. Like right. sometimes you're just like, like for me, any, any show I liked growing uh-huh. up that did a clips episode uh-huh. was horribly dis- like, cause they advertised a new episode. Oh, but yeah. if you watch TV, like I did where you saw all the episodes, you didn't need the clips episode to tell you anything. Right. Cause you'd already seen all those shows. Right. And it was horribly disappointing. That's how I felt about this meeting. Yep. I have seen this show. I like, I've got the t-shirt. I can't even talk to you about planning it. Right. And there is something to like, I'm not, I'm not arguing like that. We should be naive after right. you have done something for an extended season of time. There are some things that do feel like they can be predictable. And so I'm not even saying like, don't go in with any expectation. I yeah. am saying like, I do think it's important to be the kind of person that is able to be surprised that there's yep. at least some openness to, I have a sense of how I think this is going to go mm-hmm. and it could go different. Yeah. I, I don't even think it's going to, yeah. but it could. And yeah. I think when we're so closed, if you're so closed minded that you think it is impossible that this could be any different, that it's impossible that this could be beneficial. Yeah. Well then like you miss the opportunity 
for what we just experienced, yeah. which is like, oh, wow, this has actually been a lot better than yeah. what we anticipated. Yeah. Like, like I said at the beginning, I've been thrilled with how people have stepped up, the ways that they're owning it, coming with their own ideas and how mm-hmm. they want to follow up and remind people about things and all of that. That's great. And I still am allowing for, and like, and you can have a bad day or a mm-hmm. bad week, and totally. we're going to have to roll with people on that as well. But large in part, I think something that I was just like, all right, uh, I think it's going to be a huge help and a huge blessing because mm-hmm. the truth is the point of adding anyone, the point of adding a staff member, the mm-hmm. point of adding admins or deacons or whatever you want to call it yep. um, is to be able to do more ministry and also to take the burden off of just those few. You know, we've got you on staff here and then uh, I help out as much as I can and that kind of thing. And I, I, I just think that that's the point of inviting these people in. And so far, they're really doing that. Mm-hmm. And in ways that what's what's great about the letting people surprise you are are coming up with ideas for things that I was never going to do. Right. I mean, we've got, you know, our kids admin is having postcards designed so that she can send a postcard to a kid after their first visit, which I've heard of churches doing mm-hmm. that. And I think that's amazing. And we were never going to do that. No. Um, and I love that she wants to do it and mm-hmm. is excited about it. Yep. And I think good for you. Right. I'm glad that you have the uh, gumption to be excited about something that makes me want to just die slowly. Right. And I would say for me personally, seeing other people be revived is reviving to me. It's totally. exciting to me. Yeah. I feel like it's been a minute since I have felt like anyone cares about this thing right. outside of you and me. And so to have this other, like I just, I looked around that room feeling like, and this is a part of, part of my desire for the meeting, full disclosure was self-serving. I didn't, I'm tired of it feeling like just you and me. Sure. And so to have this group of people that they're not serving at the nearly the same capacity as you and I are, nor should they, Sure. but I still like can picture these people in my head and go, this is a team of people who are helping to move this mission forward. And that's huge for me. Well, and even in our church center app, I mean, we've created a page in which people know like kind of what they do is listed and then a button to get a hold of them. Mm -hmm. And I like, I like, I liked, I kept opening it after I created it because you have to like thumb up. Yeah. That's exciting. Before it would have just been like, here's my cell. (laughs) What can I do? And, and now there, you know, even, even this week, there was somebody who reached out and I was like, you know, like, here's basically the answer to your question, but I'm copying this person because they're the admin on that area. Yep. And uh, I'm just excited to see what that comes. Yep. I love that. All right. Well, I'm going to skip the the typical outro. All right. things like subscribe, do that. I mean, are you like, do you just crawl out from under a rock? You don't know how podcasting works at this point. What I do want to say is... Um, our highest passion with this podcast is to be helpful to people. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking what would be really, really great is if we would love to begin answering any questions that you have about anything, even just like we can give a brief answer at the end of an episode, we can use your name uh, or not. You can send it in like we will keep you anonymous about whatever it is. Yeah. But but if you would just send send me an email, ryan at ridgeline.church, ryan at ridgeline.church, whatever your question can be about anything. It can be personal stuff about uh, caring for and tending to your own soul in ministry. It could be super practical ministry related. Send us your questions. Uh, We will do one an episode or do a whole episode that's all questions, but just send an email, ryan at ridgeline.church, and we would love to be able to do that. It is going to be two weeks till our next episode. Next week's spring break. I'm going to another residency for my spiritual direction program, Mm -hmm. so we'll be back in two weeks with 
Uh, what I'm going to just something. probably say is probably going to be the best episode we've ever had. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good possibility. That's a real strong it's a commitment. Strong, it's a strong commitment. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Come on, what do you have? Happy trails. Oh, that's a new level of gross. Ha, ha, ha.